Well, hello, everybody. Meteorologist Dave Turley here with another edition of our WTOC First Alert Weather Podcast. And, of course, joining me as always as we do this, we have meteorologist Andrew Gordon. And, Andrew, it's that time of year again. It is, Dave. You know, we are transitioning into August. That's when our activity in the tropics uh, ticks on up there, and we're already seeing that activity get a little bit close to home here. Yeah, unfortunately, it's been a very active season so far. Uh, Typically, it's not this active for the months of June and July, Uh, but uh, we have another system, which we're going to be keeping our eyes on. You've been hearing the name now. We're taping this, recording this, I should say, on Thursday, July 30th, and we're about 12.35, so we just got the 11 a.m. advisory out, and that's what we're going to be basing all our discussions on coming up here today for, this is always going to be a tricky one, uh, as far as the name of this storm. And the way I was told, I, I think you've got the same way. Dude. We got that from the National Weather Service and was it Melbourne, Florida? They put out a video of properly how to say this name. Correct. All right. So the way I say it, Isaias, Tropical yep. Storm Isaias. You know, some folks have been asking about uh, why, you know, why is the pronunciation different or whatever. But uh, you got to remember the National Hurricane Center forecast for the Atlantic and not every uh, single country that uh, they forecast for is, you know, English speaking for their first. So you've got the D- Dominican Republic, you've got Cuba, uh, Hispaniola all the way down there. So, you know, there are some uh, more Spanish style names thrown into the mix every now and then. But on the flip side, we've got Nana later this year. So, you know, it all balances out. <laughs> it, it, so. certainly, it certainly does. But uh, yeah, and it's been an active season. This is what we're going to be watching. Uh, we, if you've been following the, for the past couple of days, we've been talking about potential tropical cyclone number nine. And we'll get in, talk about why they had that. Because I got a lot of comments, you know, what does the potential mean? Why is it a cyclone? Why don't they call it a hurricane? So I figured we start a little bit and just talk about what that actually means. The, sure. Na- the National Hurricane Center in 2017, I believe, started using this new classification for storms that are not tropical yet, but are expected to either become tropical or impact land within 48 hours and bring tropical conditions at the time. So in order to do that, they started the classifications of potential tropical cyclones and they use the word cyclone because cyclone is the generic term for any type of low pressure system so it could be a tropical depression a tropical storm a hurricane and you can't say potential tropical storm because then people think it's going to be a tropical storm not a hurricane so it's got to be the generic version which is potential tropical cyclone and whatever number is on the list this case it's going to be the ninth uh, system of the season so that's why they have that potential in there yeah it's it's uh, something that a few of us have been getting the the question for or question about and people were asking us the difference between hurricanes and and typhoons and cyclones and they're really all the same but they happen in you know they get a different name classification in the northern hemisphere depending on what portion of a specific open that they form in so i know that a bunch of names out there but uh, hopefully that cleared up a little bit. Exactly. I think it's the South Pacific and the Indian Ocean, I believe, they use the classification for cyclones. 
Uh, there's other ones that use typhoons, and we just happen to use hurricane. All the same storm, if we just call it by different names. That so it's the same thing. So, yeah, so we've been uh, we've been dealing with that, but of course that uh, didn't last long because it did get upgraded, and right now we are dealing with uh, tropical storm Isaias. Yeah, and right now we're looking at it, and it is impacting really the uh, Dominican Republic and still parts of Puerto Rico as well uh, with some rain. But uh, as far as where the center of the circulation is, it's expected to move in to the Dominican Republic throughout this Thursday afternoon. And the forecast track of this and the confidence in it has been very low, and there's been a couple factors uh, for the low confidence, which you normally don't see. We've been talking about the system for uh, for quite a long time, and the confidence is still very low, even though we have a, a system now because, you know, the interaction with, with the, what's going to happen with it as it moves over very mountainous terrain of Hispaniola, which makes up Dominican Republic and Haiti. Um, and we still have, I think we still have a kind of, uh, not a true, well, we do have a dominant uh, closed circulation, but that center is expected to move over the mountainous terrain. And there could be another low, more become the more dominant one, the more circulation maybe on the north side of that, possibly. Yeah, and what's important with that is if you get that, that other circulation, that's where models are then going to pick up on toward the center. And you guys see the spaghetti plots. If you watch the, the hurricane special, Dave did a good job explaining those, but that's where these models initiate from for tracks. So if we do get, you know, a little bit different of a center here after some land interaction, that could potentially change the, the track uh, for the models here as we head toward the weekend. And the track is going to be very important because more of a southerly track would keep it maybe over continuing into Haiti and then maybe even eastern or central areas of Cuba, which still has some mountains out there, on the, especially on the east side. Uh, and more interaction with land would mean a weaker system, and we do expect to see some wind shear still coming up here for the weekend, a little bit of south-southwesterly wind shear. So if it's interacting with land and having that wind shear, it could be a much weaker system. But the latest thinking, again, especially if we get this new development of, a, of a, the eye wall a little bit further north, it could be more time over water, which, you know, would lead to more maybe of a, a stronger system. That's not out of the question either. No, definitely not. And, and right now, all the intensity forecasts, most of them, I shouldn't say all, keep it as a tropical storm. But as we saw with what just happened in the Gulf, uh, you know, you get you get a system that is over warm water and it can intensify rather quickly. We saw uh, a Category 1 hurricane going to South Texas, and, you know, there there are some models thinking that we could have a very weak Category 1 hurricane offshore, um, not over us as of right now, of course, but offshore, I think that the further away from the land that it is, the potential of it getting stronger is there. So I guess that it, there's a little bit of a, a good a good trend with that if it's a further offshore could maybe have a better chance of becoming a low-end category one hurricane versus if it comes a little bit closer to the coast of florida and then up georgia and south carolina more so tropical storm not to say that that is concrete that's based on the information that we're looking at right now but most of these intensity guides do have it as a tropical storm here but dave you know it's holding at that Max is staying wind of 70 miles an hour for 48 hours, and it's just hard for me to 
imagine being over the water that is that warm for two days and, and not gain any strength. I know we have to battle some shear and all that, but that's if it goes on that that current path too. Exactly. And that goes on to talking about, you know, it does have some wind shear, which is going to be battling, as you said, but I mean, we got above average temperatures, I believe, off the southeast coast. I think we were still 88 here right along the beach areas. That's very warm water. Uh, and anytime you're over the Gulf Stream for that long, anything could happen. Uh, there's just some very warm waters. We've seen storms just kind of explode once they hit that warm water uh, with those above. It's, it's, that's basically their, their fuel for development. Uh, so the warmer the water, the more fuel for the storm, basically. So... I mean, anything could happen, but, you know, right now, if this track, based on what we're looking at right now, this official forecast track as the Levium Advisory holds true, as far as impacts on our area, um, we're a little bit more confident in maybe more of a timing. I would say more of a later Sunday uh, into Monday, if you yeah. get anything. But, I mean, the beach areas will see that a little bit probably for the weekend, you know, higher risk for rip currents. Uh, probably uh, some beach erosion and stuff like that, higher surf conditions and stuff like that for the weekend. But as far as any rain or wind, which most people are concerned about, especially if you're away from the beach, um, I don't know. We might not see much of anything at all if this track holds true, being on the west side of the storm. Yeah, it's true. You know, this has been a northern and a uh, more so of an eastern dominant uh, storm there with the majority of the winds on those sides. So, you know, just because you see a forecast track that goes close to our area, if you keep most of the, the wind and rain on that side of the storm, especially with some of the upper level wind that could be pushing it back toward the east, you know, most of that could still be pushed a little bit away from us. If you're looking at a, a storm itself from the top, that means the right side away from land is going to be where most of the wind and the rain is. And if the structure of the storm stays as is, even if it came a little bit closer to us, I don't think that we would see a ton. That being said, this could all get blown out of the water if it comes over land. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a whole different ballgame. There's just still so many um, variables in here, and I think we'll have a much better handle on what's going to happen once the system moves away from Hispaniola. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's interesting. You know, I think that uh, it's a good... We've had a couple of test runs, I guess you could say, as, you know, getting our feet wet this season, of course, with how active it's been. But it, this this storm's different. It's very muddled. I think that's a good word to use with this. It's not organized. It is a jumbled mess. Um, hurricane honors have, you know, canceled flights because they just haven't been able to find a center of circulation. It's not your typical storm that you see. It's so it's just a little bit different i mean we do we're still pretty confident on on the track as of now but it's you know we're, we're not making excuses it's just a little bit of a different type of uh, something you see for this time of the year yeah and the computer models have been shifting as far as the official forecast track um kind of started out more into the gulf and now uh, yesterday evening, and they moved it through Florida. And then now with the latest tracks are keeping it a little bit more off the East Coast. Um, but you just you just don't know until we get a better fix on where that center is. You were talking about the center of the circulation and how that's going to be playing out. Um, then all the all the model data is going to be based off where the center is. Where is it going to go? So some of these models here, just kind of speculation. What you really try to, uh, try to do is, when, if you look at a lot of the spaghetti models, you want to see them kind of clustered together. You want to see a lot of the models with their solutions, their outputs, 
clustered together. That means you have a higher confidence. A lot of the models are suggesting the same thing. What we have, though, unfortunately, especially as we get out into Sunday, Monday, uh, is a large discrepancy. I think it's over 500 miles or close to it. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. From the west to the east side of where the center of that storm may be uh, coming up Sunday into Monday. So there's just so much, you know, unknown as of right now. So as our job as meteorologists who have to tell people on air what to do, I think the best thing we can do is just, you know, prepare. Just keep, get your daily updates. Know what you should do. You should already have a plan of what to do. I mean, if, if God forbid, this thing ramped up in a hurricane and it came into our area, then, you know, we'd only have a couple days to prepare for it. I mean, that's unlikely as of right now, but, I mean, I, I wouldn't rule it out. Anything no. is possible. Yeah, definitely not. Just, you know, just thankful for now that that's not the, the most likely scenario. No, but it, it's, you know, we've been telling people since before June came around that, you know, it's always best to have your hurricane kit ready to go. And this year's a little different. We've done stories and talked to you guys about maybe some different things to have in your, your go kit this year or your, your at-home kit just because of everything that's going on different this hurricane season. So, you know, maybe if you're going to make your grocery run before you, you know, you start your weekend Friday night after work or Saturday morning with the kids, just get some hurricane snacks and, and stow them away. Or, you know, just uh, if you haven't done that hurricane shopping yet, because we've recently done ours for the station, yes. then might as well do it, do it this weekend. And, and uh, it's not a bad time to do it again. The reason I brought that up is only because Today's Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. This storm could be here Sunday into Monday. That's not a lot of time if something had to, uh, if there was any evacuation, if, if there was any of that. Again, again we don't think that that is going to happen. It's a very low, low, low possibility. But the timing of that, there's not a lot of time uh, for that to no, happen. It's... So you need to be prepared just in case. Have your stuff ready. So if the forecast track changes, you are ready to go and keep you and your family safe. Yeah, thankfully we're not planning on that. So the um, the difference with this storm is that usually when we get a storm that's this close to us, it's well defined, it's better organized. This just hasn't been cooperating with us, so it's been uh, kind of a I don't know a good way to describe this storm. It's just it's a mess, and uh, it's just different than than storms that typically are this close to us already. So again, you know, just reiterating, I think everything's looking okay. It does look a little bit healthier. I'm looking at it on the, the infrared right now and definitely some good convection out there. So the, the forecast is for it to strengthen, but remain a stronger tropical storm. So even though it's going through land interaction, it's still gaining a little bit of strength. And that's something you always have to watch out for. I've always, you know, paid close attention growing up to storms that fight tough conditions in the atmosphere and persevere. Those are storms you got to watch out for. It doesn't matter if, you know, it doesn't mean it's going to come over land or stay up to sea, but uh, those tough fighters usually do end up gaining uh, overperforming a little bit. So watch that for sure. Exactly. And we are going to continue to give you the uh, latest information. The official forecast tracks come out every six hours from the National Hurricane Center. Uh, they come out uh, 5 p.m., 11 p.m., uh, 5 a.m. and 11 a.m. So make sure you're getting those updates there. We're definitely going to be having those updates on uh, all of our WTOC First Alert Weather platforms. And we just want to make sure that you have that latest information. Get that information to you and your family and just make sure that this storm stays on the good side for our area. 
Yeah, and I know that a lot of people disconnect a little bit on the weekends, but I'd encourage you just to check in with uh, with any of us here on the WTOC weather team for an update, maybe Friday night, Saturday as well, to see what's going on with Isaias, because I'm definitely going to be updating uh, the WTOC weather app. Uh, you can go WTOC.com. We'll have a lot of information on the hurricane out there, the or tropical storm, hopefully just tropical storm. Hurricane Center is what I was alluding to. We do have a cool page there that has a lot of current up-to-date graphics you could go to anytime. Uh, trying to get a teaser in for that for us. But uh, just, you know, just take five minutes out of your weekend, get a little update, open the app, see what's going on, and uh, continue about your weekend. I think that's some good advice. So I think we'll wrap it up here for this edition of our WTOC First Alert Weather Podcast. As always, Andrew and I, thank you for joining and listening to us. And have yourself a great weekend, and we'll keep you updated on Isaias.